720 WGN. Thanks for joining us. I love about once a month, I get to catch up with Michelle Long from Associated Bank. Michelle is the senior wealth planner at Associated Bank. And we usually talk about women and finance. And today it's about women and money myths. Michelle, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Okay, so I'm going to give you the myth and you bust it for me, okay? (laughs) All right, that sounds perfect. All right, myth number one. Women focus on non-financial household roles. Okay, well, the truth is women are now the head of household in half of the homes in America, which means that they pay for at least 50% of the total household expenses. Um, And and we know that women's roles in the home are are very different from decades ago. Uh, You know, when men um, married heterosexual males were the primary breadwinners. Um, And women are now much more engaged in financial and consumer decisions. Um, And as a matter of fact, um, data shows that women make 80% of all consumer purchasing decisions. Um, And and since women, yeah, isn't it? Um, And women engage, I mean, it's not really that surprising, right? Because we see women engaging in more of the um, family shopping and, and those types of purchasing decisions. Um, but it also makes them much more aware of price changes and the impact of inflation. Um, and, and because women oversee their households, um, we know that they're able to um, figure out ways to make the budget stretch and how to navigate you know, changing prices. Um, we also see an increasing number of women home buyers um, as, as you know, their income levels have risen um, and you know, women are in a financial position to purchase homes. I'm glad I live Um, in this world and not the one that my mother lived in because things are changing rapidly. (laughs) Okay. Myth number two, women are emotional about money. Go ahead and bust that myth. Well, it turns out men are actually more emotional than women when it comes to um, specifically investing. Uh, There's studies that do show women tend to be more thoughtful and planning oriented when it comes to financial investment decisions, while men are more likely to buy stocks based on a hunch or a gut feeling. So it is true that women often face important financial decisions because of emotional life events like divorce or becoming widowed, but those emotions don't necessarily carry through to their important financial decisions. Women are are more likely uh, you know, to ask for directions when they're lost, right? So in that same vein, women are more likely to admit when they need help with their finances and seek out advice. So, you know, women do, don't shy away from seeking advice, doing research, developing long-term financial plans, um, but they also invest more conservatively, um, hold on to investments longer. And it actually is probably one of the reasons why women tend to have higher longer-term Um, investment performance and and lower transaction fees. Michelle Long is the senior wealth planner at Associated Bank, happens to be my bank, and I always love catching up with her. And we're busting some of those myths about women and money. And this one, it applies across the board. I mean, people have said this forever, and it's not just about money, but it certainly plays into that, that set. Myth number three, girls have better verbal skills while boys have better math skills. Yes. So that is a common thing that people believe, but there truly is no cognitive biological difference between men and women, uh, specifically when it comes to math. Um, You know, some studies show that 
um, during various points throughout a child's academic path that boys and girls may perform better on some tests, but it all sort of levels out by um, later adolescent years and into adulthood. Um, I actually found a quote by a professor of sociology at Stanford, her name is Shelley Corral, that sums it up. And she said, boys do not pursue mathematical activities at a higher rate than girls because they are better at mathematics. They do so at least in part because they think they are better. Um, and so this is one of the reasons why far more men pursue careers in math and finance than women. Um, and when I started in the financial services industry, you know, over 25 years ago, it was extremely male dominated. Um, but when we fast forward to today, it's encouraging to see that almost half or 46% of employees in the finance sector are women. But sadly, only 15% are in executive roles. Um, and this, this simply should not be the case because studies show time and time again that significant contributions um, you know, women make when they're at the table. Uh, not surprisingly, there's actually an association between the share of women on bank boards and greater resiliency and stability in the banking system. Um, so the greater number of women on boards that are responsible for fiscal decisions, the better the banks performed. Yet women hold fewer than 25% of board seats in banks. So we really need to do more to uh, get women at those board seats. Okay, women and money myths. Myth number four, go ahead and bust it for me. Women are not good savers and frivolous spenders. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, when it comes to saving, the truth is that women are more likely than men to save in company savings plans and at higher amounts. Uh, Vanguard did a study and found that female employees at nearly every income level had participation rates in employer savings plans that were higher than men. Um, and many also saved a higher percentage of their paycheck. Um, and it's uh, hard to dispel the myth about women spending frivolously when it's reinforced in newspapers, magazines, and, mm -hmm. and online publications. Um, there was a, a survey that looked at the language in more than 300 financial articles. Um, and in that survey, they found that 65% of articles in women's magazines describe women as excessive spenders. Um, oh, my and gosh. It comes down instances, to marketing again. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's very common. And it's, um, you know, a lot of times these articles advise women to avoid splurging on, on larger, unnecessary purchases. Um, the funny thing is, according to several studies, women and men are equally likely to make impulsive purchases. Um, and in fact, men are more likely than women to spend $100 or more on those impulse purchases. So we really need to put an end to this unfound myth. Absolutely. And we're doing it here today. This is Michelle Long, Senior Wealth Planner at Associated Bank. Myth number five, women are not interested in investing. That is a myth. That is simply not true. Women have actually developed an increasing appetite for investing in the stock market. Um, and in fact, the increase in, in women investors has grown at a faster pace than men investors. Um, I go into many meetings with men that say that their female spouse or partner are not interested in learning about investing and all they like to do is shop and spend um, and often, when I'm able to get in front of these you know, so-called disinterested women, I find that they are not 
is interested at all, but they are more likely to uh, connect to information that's grounded and they want to understand how a financial or investment decision will affect their family and their lifestyle. Um, what many women are not interested in is the dry way uh, in which information is represented by the industry. Mm. Um, you know, there's an overemphasis on charts and graphs and overly technical lingo. Um, and, you know, that can even bore me to tears, even though I'm in the industry. It bores um, me. So, <laughs> right. Uh, so we really have a ways to go. But I, I think the industry is figuring out how to connect better with female investors. Um, and, and certainly the increasing number of females entering the finance sector is, is helping greatly. Well, I hope some women who are listening will reach out to you, men as well. Michelle's just a wealth of information, and we thought we'd dispel some of those common money myths when it comes to women. So Michelle Long, Senior Wealth Planner at Associated Bank, and they can simply email you or call you, right, Michelle? That's right. And your email is michelle.long at associatedbank.com? That's right. Michelle with two L's. And then my phone number is 312-544-4343. Thank you so much, Michelle. Have a great day. Thanks, Lisa. Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.